ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, June 11th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Center. It's as made pure. Open phone lines this hour. Of course, you can find me on social media at Paul Swan as well. Looking forward to interacting with you this afternoon. Last night, the Milwaukee Bucks made it interesting, beating the Brooklyn Nets. Of course, the Nets are still favored to win it all, but it's now a 2-1 series. That means there's a little life in this series. Good game, 86-83 win. I'm not sold just yet that the Bucks are going to make it a, a serious run here, but there is at least a kink in the armor now for the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant, though, still doing Kevin Durant things, leading the way with 30 points for Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving had 22, and on the other side of the ball, Giannis had 33. He's doing his things. Kevin Durant's doing Kevin Durant things. And, of course, the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are still doing it. Jazz last night, 117-111 victory over the Clippers. It's going to be a sad, sad summer in L.A. The Lakers are out. Now the Clippers are down two games to none. The Jazz led in this one as many as 21 points. The Clippers did throw sort of a a comeback effort at this. Wasn't enough, however. Can you imagine if you're in L.A., you've got the Lakers. They're going to win it all. Nope, not going to happen. you got the Clippers. All right, we'll root for the Clippers. Nope, not going to happen here. It's... I don't know what this NBA final is going to look like here, but could you imagine the Jazz? Could you imagine the Jazz in this thing? Could you imagine the Phoenix Suns in the finals here? Could you imagine that? It, it could happen. So that's what you got for your NBA. And, of course, the Stanley Cup playoff semifinals are set. The Vegas Golden Knights beating the Colorado Avalanche 6-3, to winning that series in six games. So now you've got... The Golden Knights taking on the Montreal Canadiens in one semifinal. Then you've got the Islanders taking on Tampa Bay in the other. So your possibilities are a Montreal-New York matchup in the finals, a Montreal-Tampa Bay matchup in the finals, a Vegas-New York matchup in the finals, or a Vegas-Tampa Bay matchup in the finals. Right now, which grouping is NBC Sports Network hoping for? Which grouping is the NHL hoping for? Now, with the New York Islanders, you at least get modern-day New Yorker watching this thing, right? If you get Vegas, okay, there might be some interest with Vegas there. I don't know. If you're looking at how is this going to play in America, I don't know if the Canadians would play. But if it's Canada... At least a good portion of Canada would be all in on Montreal. Certain points of uh, contention here. Uh, not everybody's a Montreal Canadiens fan in the great country up north, but could have Vegas take it on Tampa. But that'd be pretty cool. I, I would think it would be really cool to have Vegas 
in the Stanley Cup once again as an expansion team taking on New York Islanders team that hasn't won the Stanley Cup since the 80s. And then you got Tampa Bay, your reigning defending champion. It's interesting to me, but we've got a lot of action here left before we get to the Stanley Cup. Don't forget, all that action is going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So if you're looking for hockey action, you've got it on the radio. Also, you can go to catsports933.com, stream it there. Baseball action coming up tonight on your radio. The Pittsburgh Pirates taking on Milwaukee. 8-10 is going to be first pitch. We'll have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. There's also NBA action tonight. Game 3 between Philadelphia and Atlanta. That's coming up tonight, 7.30 p.m. Series tied there at one game apiece. And then Game 3 between Phoenix and Denver. That's going to be 10 o'clock tonight. Also on ESPN, Phoenix leads that series two games to none. Here you go again. Philadelphia and Atlanta. Okay, those would be some interesting teams in the NBA. Then you have Phoenix at Denver. I'm thinking Phoenix, the Suns, more interesting to me. Possibility. I mean, Brooklyn-Phoenix. What if it's Brooklyn-Phoenix in the final? What about that? Are you on board with that? It's going to be Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to go to the final. You're just trying to figure out the team they're going to be playing. My money's on Phoenix right now. You can use that over there, over on um, over there on FanDuel. That could be your bet on FanDuel. Just throw your promo code SWAN in if you haven't used that yet, and you can make a bet like that. Check it out. Get that app. Use that promo code SWAN, and it unlocks some things for you. You get some risk-free bet stuff. That's how it works. Use the promo code SWAN. They know that they know that I sent you, and then that means you get like a risk-free bet. It's pretty cool how it works. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into what came out yesterday and what we've been following today. There seems to be a almost consensus now that we're going to see a 12-team college football playoff. How does that work? How exciting is that from a standpoint that now every conference has a legitimate shot? In a sense, every conference is going to be equal in regards to opportunity to a degree. Throw in Notre Dame as well, an entity upon itself. It wants to be independent. So what's this 12 playoff going to look like? What's this 12-team playoff going to look like? Do you like the possibilities that you could finally see I mean, West Virginia has a a better shot at getting into this than the conference championship model. Marshall, if Conference USA can get it going, Marshall could have a shot at this. The Mid-American Conference, the Sun Belt, the Mountain West, the AAC still pushing the narrative of P6. Still pushing that narrative. Well, this gets them closer to P6. And we'll break this down. We'll look at how this structure would have benefited some of the group of five teams, group of five conferences, how this would have enabled maybe a little bit more diversity. We'll talk about that here when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. College football playoff looking to expand. And first thing I'm sure a lot of you thought was, okay, opportunity here now for Conference USA. Maybe get a team in this thing. Four teams is the playoff as it stands. The push is for 12, not 16. I will love 16, but 12 seems to be the number. So what's this mean? It means that every conference now has maybe a more equitable opportunity. Now, if you go with just automatic qualifiers and say, look, your champion gets in no matter what. Your champion gets in then I think what you would do then is you would have all the conference champions and you get a couple other at-large teams, and that's the most fair for the conference championship model. Not going to make the most money, though. There's money involved in this. There's always money involved. This is a money-making proposition. This is not, let's do this by the most fair means possible. Instead, let's do this where it's kind of fair. You have a shot. You have an opportunity. If you're good enough, maybe you can get in. And if that's the case, then here's your opportunity. So, what do we got? We've got a proposal here to invite the top six conference champions. Doesn't matter. You could have the AAC be better than the Big 12 and the Pac-12. It could be the Big 10, SEC, It could be the ACC, it could be the MAC, and it could be the Sun Belt. Or it could be any combination. If the committee says, look, you know what, we think the MAC champion's better than the Pac-12 champion, and so we've got one slot left here for a top conference champion, we're taking the MAC champ. So that's a possibility. Now, You've got six other bids. So what happens is then the the committee will invite six at-large teams. So six at-large teams, depending on the rankings here. So let's say there are three or four really good teams in the SEC. There's a possibility now that this thing could be loaded with teams from the SEC. Let's say the Big Ten has two or three legitimate teams here. You could have a team or two or three or four from the Big Ten. So no limit on number of selections from a conference. SEC, Big Ten can load this thing up. Those six at-large teams could all come from maybe one or two conferences. Or they're spread out. It just depends on, again, the selection committee, the rankings, and how they see this thing. Now, no conference, as I mentioned, going to receive an automatic bid. So... There's no guarantee your Big Ten champion might not get an automatic bid. Now, let's be honest. Let's be realistic. Usually, the Big Ten champion is going to be among one of the best teams in college football. But let's just say on a given year, your conference champion got in there. It's it's not a good conference champion. Maybe your conference champion maybe has three, four, five losses, okay? Think about that. Here's your conference champion, and one side was weaker than the other. 
upset in the conference championship game, your conference champion is not going to get an automatic bid. Now, what do you get for being one of the six top conference champions invited? Well, that means the top four conference champions would get buys in the first round. So you're sitting home. You're going to rest up a little bit. All right, that's not terrible. That's not terrible at all. That's not a bad idea. You're going to get the first round off, getting ready for the next round. But at the same time, you're going to miss out on something. Because the first round, first round here, going to be going to be at campus locations. How cool is that? We're finally going to see it opening up a little bit. Campus locations. Not going to happen for the rest of the playoffs. So once you get to the quarterfinals, once you get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, going to be at bowl locations. So the bowls are still in the mix. You could see a few bowls basically go away. And that's going to be something that I'm happy to see. Honestly, I think there are too many bowls as is. They don't mean anything. The bowls don't mean as much. The playoff is where it's at. The playoff is always where it's at. If you don't get into the playoff, you get a bowl game, that's nice, that's great, that's fun. It's a little reward there for your team at 6-6. Six and six. Or many of those years where you've had to take teams with losing records. Sure, it's a, it's a nice experience. Fans get to go somewhere get to travel to some touristy destination. You're playing in a, a, a game that if you win, you can, you, can, you can hoist a trophy up and you feel good about yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I get it. I understand why you like to do that. But honestly, it's not as impactful. It's not as meaningful. And now with the playoff, the playoff means more. And of course, again, follow the money. I still think the playoffs are going to make you more money than the bowl system. To get this thing to 16, I know there's going to be a lot of, well, why do we have bowls at this point? But with the 12, you can preserve some of the bowls. The New Year's Six bowls are going to be around. That's going to happen. You're not losing those. Those are the major players. The granddaddy of of them all. The Rose Bowl. The Orange Bowl. Fiesta Bowl, all all the big bowls are going to be around because, well, they're major bowls, major venues, major matchups, right? So, playoff bracket, first round is going to be at campus locations, and you're not going to have regular season rematches taken into account when the teams are ranked. So, guess what? Ohio State could play Indiana. That could be a first-round matchup. Let's just say Ohio State and Indiana are matched up in the first round. Okay, let's go. Let's see how it goes. And there's not going to be any reseeding in quarterfinal or semifinal rounds. If you pull it upset, you are in your bracket. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to be reseeded to give the remaining top seed 
an opportunity to maybe take on the remaining low seed. Not going to have any of that. And I'm good with that as well. Once you're seated, you're bracketed, you're in. This is where you're coming from. This is your road. And I do like that. Now, all of this going to be discussed again. Could start maybe on 2032 calendar. The 2032 calendar. I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. 2023 calendar. That would be a ways off, 2032. I get it. That, that would be a ways off. 2023 calendars, when this thing's going to start. If it starts. Early. What's going to happen here? Well, one, you're going to see maybe a renegotiation of contract rights. Could ESPN be the sole media provider of this? Or would the college football playoff decide, look, we're going to throw this thing out here. We're going to spread it around a little bit. We're going to see how many partners we can get into. Let's get some more money around other providers, other networks. I mean, all of a sudden, Fox could get into this, right? Seriously, Fox could get into this. Turner Sports could jump into this. and Like, you know what? We want a piece of this action here. NBC could jump into this. CBS could say, look, we're, we're getting back into this here. We, we want to get a piece of this action. We've got some money freed up all of a sudden thanks to the SEC going elsewhere. we got some money here. we got some options here. That's all better for college football as far as the money is concerned. But, again, it's going to cost more. This is going to go up. Your cable bill is going to go up. ESPN's plunking down two times, three times the change to run this thing. Your bill's going up. You know it's happening. And you probably will be happy and pay it. You'll be fine with it, right? Or maybe not. I don't know. Because, again, cable's not as, as prominent as it once was. Streaming services are still trying to cut into that. A lot of people are just dropping cable, satellite all together, doing things a la carte, Netflix, Hulu. Instead of maybe watching programming live, you're catching series when available to watch the entire season. You're doing that. Live sport does have its attraction. So you you probably keep cable or satellite because of live sports, maybe. But still, you're, you're looking at media outlets fighting now, Amazon, for example, or services like DAZN, services that are over. I mean, ESPN Plus right now has made it easy for me once hockey season starts. I'm going to get the out-of-market games right there. I'm going to get a lot of those there. I might not have to subscribe to ESPN. I'll get a lot of games that way. And, of course, Turner offering games as well. And so there are many ways this can go down as far as – how this is spread out, but the reason here is money. You're not doing this because, you, oh, you know what? We want to make it easier. Sure, it is going to be easier for more teams to get in because the argument is, okay, here it is again. Here's Ohio State. Here's here's Clemson. Here's Alabama again. Man, this, this is so great. Get to see Ohio State and Alabama once again. No, you want to have a little bit of variety. 
at the end of the day, the best team's going to win, or at least the best team at the moment is going to win. What you want to have a little variety. You want to have an opportunity. And this, to a degree, opens it up for other conferences to get a shot at this. Other conferences can finally say that there's a, a clear path to this because they're taking the six top conference championships. So that means at least one, call it group of five, call it what you want, one group of five school, sorry AAC, there is no P6, the P6 does not exist. So every year you could have a mixture of maybe a Sun Belt team gets in, a Mountain West team gets in, a MAC team gets in, an AAC team gets in, or a Conference USA team gets in. There's that possibility. But this is going to be the top six conference champions. So maybe you could see a MAC and a Conference USA team get in if everything is ranked that way. We don't know. How would this playoff affected college football over the last seven years? How have the playoff bids looked? I've got an interesting breakdown. Brett McMurphy broke it down. I'm going to look at it with you here when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, June 11th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've been breaking down the proposed 12-team model for the college football playoff expansion. How would that have benefited some of the leagues here in the last few years? Well, Brett McMurphy did the legwork here. College football playoff bids by conference in past seven years using proposed 12-team playoff format. Not surprising at the top. Coming in at number one, the Big Ten with 20. Makes sense. Big Ten. SEC right there at 19. So 20 and 19. The two best conferences, the two biggest conferences. Then you got the other three. The Big 12 leads the other three at 12. The ACC comes in at 11 bids. And then the Pac-12 has 11 bids. And then again, this is all using the proposed 12-team playoff format over the last seven years, the past seven years. How's everyone else do? Well, then you've got the P6 school conference, the AAC, the P6ers, Come in at five bids. Okay. Five bids for the P6. Then you have Notre Dame at three. And then the Mid-American Conference has a bid. The Mountain West has a bid. The Sun Belt has a bid. And coming in dead last at zero bids. Conference USA. Not surprised. There have been a lot of close, but no cigar matchups here. Strength of the conference, of course. Your conference champion is the strength of the conference. What's it mean to win Conference USA? 
What's the value in the overall scheme here? And again, this is just number of college football playoff bids by conference in past seven years using proposed 12-team playoff format. So this is just using the format. doesn't even mean your conference champion gets a bid. Just no one gets a bid. The Sun Belt gets in once. The Mountain West gets in once. The MAC gets in once. One's better than zero. Three for Notre Dame. Five for the AAC. And then the other bids go to your traditional conferences, your traditional powers, the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, the AAC, and then the Pac-12. If you're the Pac-12, this is a little bit more fair because the Pac-12 has definitely suffered a little bit from this. And honestly, if you're not the Big Ten or the SEC, you've kind of suffered a little bit from this. So this will spread it out a little bit more, make it more of a interesting few weeks leading into conference championships. Because again, conference championships in this proposal means something, but you don't get an automatic bid for winning your conference championship. So if there's an upset in a conference championship game, hey, we won the conference. Well, you might not get a bid because you might not be the top six conference champion. There might be a couple of conference champions that are better than you and you fall outside of those top six teams. So if there's an upset in the Pac-12, all of a sudden, the Pac-12 could be maybe number seven. I, you know, I don't know if the Pac-12 would fall that way. I want to say that at least one group of five school always gets in, with this being set up at six. But maybe two get in. Maybe there's a possibility here that two get in. Maybe the AAC and sometimes the Sun Belt. I mean, the Sun Belt's got some pretty good teams here. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. The Sun Belt is doing pretty good right now. And then you get Conference USA. Conference USA has not done well. Strength of schedule, perception, geography, whatever. Conference USA just hasn't done well. This conference suffers from an identity problem. This conference suffers from geography. And what's funny about that is, in other sports, the league's doing well. Baseball, for example, baseball. This conference does well. Soccer, I have to bring it up because Marshall won a national championship in that sport just recently. I don't know if you knew that or not. I have to bring that up because other sports, Marshall has a shot because the conference is a little stronger. Get a new baseball facility built, maybe Marshall's in that conversation for baseball. Right now, no conversation, not in that end of discussion, no. But for football, all of a sudden you can at least make an argument that you have an opportunity. If you play football for Marshall, you have an opportunity to get into the playoff. If you play for West Virginia, you have an opportunity to get into the playoff. It opens up the doors there. If you're Notre Dame, Notre Dame has a better opportunity, but at the same time, Notre Dame would not, in this system, be able to get a first-round bye because conference champions, six top conference champions, get an invitation. Notre Dame has no such conference championship to play for. So Notre Dame will be playing 
in the first round. Maybe more than likely hosting in the first round. And that'd be fun. Notre Dame seems to like it. And you still have the opportunity to play some of these games on campus, which I like. I wish you could play all the games on campus. But I understand from the standpoint that you have the Rose Bowl. You have the daddy of them all, the big one. And you have all the other major bowls. You still throw those in the mix. And every game after the first round is going to be a neutral site, okay? A little bit more travel, a little bit more hustle. But those are going to be bigger venues. Those are going to be neutral locations. Those are going to be your traditional bowl games, your major bowls. That's it's college football. I get it. We're going to see some bowls go away. Happy to see that. Love that. I hope that more bowls go away as we focus on this a little bit more, and maybe eventually we could see this expand. This would be, if you could get to, now, I understand there are a lot of teams that end the season pretty happy because they can hold up a a trophy. Those teams can hold up a trophy. Hey, we won the bowl game. Okay, that's nice. But at the same time here, at the same time, I truly believe while the bowl games are nice and I get why you want to play in them, this makes the bowl system a little bit more inconsequential. Not necessarily eliminating bowls, but making the bowl system more inconsequential because more teams have an opportunity to get into the playoff. And that means you're going to have more bowls grabbing at a few more maybe not as desirable teams. I don't know. Everybody's team is desirable to somebody, right? If you root for a team, that's your team. I get it. But with this system, I think we need to trim the bowl system back a little bit because the bowls don't mean anything other than the team that wins gets a trophy, its players feel good about the season, you're working towards something, you get to stay engaged with your team during the the ramp up to the bowl. But at the end of the day, does anyone care about which bowl championship you won in the grand scheme of things? It's nice. Hey, look, here are all the bowls we've won. That's great. How many national championships have you won? Zero. That's the trophy we care about. That's the title we care about. The bowls are great. They're entertaining sometimes. But I hope to see some contraction here because, honestly, if the bowl system had fewer teams and better matchups, I'd be more engaged. Instead, we have more matchups, bad matchups. It's filling programming for ESPN, and I get it. I totally get it. But... Just because you're filling program doesn't mean it's good programming. Wrapping it up when we continue, today's edition of The Drive is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. If you haven't done so just yet, Great opportunity for you to subscribe to our podcast. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Wherever you get your podcasts is where you're going to find The Drive with Paul Swan. And if you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Make sure, five-star review, please. Five-star review, help more people discover the show. I really would appreciate it. And while we're doing all of that, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Also, you can find us on Facebook. We've got a group. we got a page. we got a group. The page is The Drive with Paul Swan. From there, you've got a link on the group tab. You can just click on through to that, and you can join the group. Now, what's the difference between the page and the group? Well, the page is going to be basically stuff that I'm announcing, things that I'm posting. The group, however, is going to be your opportunity to start talking about things that I've talked about on the show, things that maybe you agree with, disagree with, things you'd like me to touch on, things that you'd like me to talk about, some topics that maybe I don't know about just yet that you'd like to bring to the forefront. It's a group made of you interacting with fans of the show. And I hope that you start taking advantage of it. You've got a a great opportunity to, to really be a part of something. I hope you can find a few minutes when you're on social media, when you're doing your doom scroll, just search out some of those pages, start following a little bit. It gives us more opportunity to interact with you and do more with you and grow the show. And, of course, anything that um, you can do to help me helps me do stuff more for you. So I think it's kind of a give and take, you know, that gives me more ability. It gives you more opportunity. You can be a part of the show. You can reach out. And of course, you can always listen, of course, every day, Monday through Friday, right here, 506 on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Because I'm not sure yet what I'm going to do. We've got Twitter right now, which there's the audio spaces that I want to use I want to use that with you so I want to come up with some maybe some things that we can talk about separate from the show and it'll be an opportunity for you to get on stage. Also, Facebook is going to be opening up some audio opportunities soon so I really want to start taking advantage of that when that happens and I want to be right there at the forefront with you and I need your help to make that happen and honestly the audio space is kind of getting really crazy. I was telling you about Clubhouse a a few months ago, and I'm still playing on that a little bit. I like the idea of Facebook and Twitter, though, because that's where you're at right now. Clubhouse is still new, but audio, trust me, are we all tired of Zooming, Zoom calls and video calls? Audio is going to be really where it's at here for a long time to come. So, opportunity for you to be a part of it, direct some of what we do, because this is also about you. So everything that we're doing, it comes back to you. There is a you component to it. So if you would do so, I would appreciate it on Twitter at Paul Swan, Facebook, the drive with Paul Swan. The more you help me grow, the more cool things I can do. And uh, I think it's a win-win for all of us. So I appreciate you following along and subscribing to the podcast and doing everything you do for me. Again, always overwhelmed and blown away by the positive responses I get from you. So I do appreciate it. You know, we're about done. Baseball coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's going to be Pittsburgh at Milwaukee. 810 is going to be first pitch. So we're going to be a little bit later in the evening with that. Stay tuned for baseball action. We'll have the Pirates all weekend long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, NBA action coming up. You got Game 3 
Philadelphia, Atlanta, 7.30 p.m. That's going to be a fun one on ESPN. And then Phoenix and Denver, that series is tied two games and none. We're Philadelphia and Atlanta, one game apiece. NBA playoffs throughout the weekend, either on Cat Sports or 93.3 and 13.40. ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. We've got hockey playoffs as well coming up on Cat Sports, 93.3 and 13.40. Okay, I think I've sold everything. That's your weekend. I've laid it out for you. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for being a part of the program. I really do appreciate it. If it's the full hour, if it's just a few minutes of your day, thanks for joining me, whatever you did today. Back on Monday, we'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.